Uh, strictly offense turning the ball over. Uh, that and penalties. Um, you know, in this one, every, both times down there, uh, we've turned over three times. And, uh, you know, you're not going to beat those guys down there with with the number of penalties and the turnovers. And we, that's all we talked about all week going into the game. Yeah, just threw it to the wrong guy. So I had Mike open. Cost us a game. Uh, what is it exactly they do to give you a hard time? Bad throws. <laughs> Sorry. Bad throws. Uh, definitely frustrating, especially when it came to keeping them, uh, their drives alive with penalties. Uh, I think we had offsides. I think we had a personal foul, something of that nature. But at the end of the day, we have to find a way to get off the football field. And it's a collective defense, and we didn't do that. So it's not by any means uh, offense's fault. Welcome, Bucks fans. It is Monday, Real Bucks Talk here. I'm your host, Michael Plus. Join as always, my co host, Mark Ramirez. And as you saw there, you know, obviously the Buccaneers taking some accountability for yesterday's loss to the New Orleans Saints by the score of 36 to 27. The Bucs now six and two, still in first place. I'll repeat that, still in first place, uh, heading into the bye week. So, Mark, as we get, you know, ready to talk about this game, just, you know, how you doing and what's your initial thoughts of, of this game yesterday? I'm doing good. I mean, we're all going to be sour after a loss. I mean, we had expectations or majority of Buck fans had expectations that we're going to go 17 and 0 and it's unrealistic. Yeah. But you got to win games that are winnable and that are right there. And it's, it sucks when we shoot ourselves in the foot. I and mean, that's literally something we talk about all the time. The only team that can beat the Bucks is the Bucks, And it couldn't have been on a better display than it was on Sunday at 425 start. But I mean, if you look at what these guys are saying, they know it was them. They know it was Bucks beating Bucks. They take accountability. We're going to talk about Devin White's snip later, but they're not making excuses. They, they're pointing the finger at themselves. I do like that part of it, but there were so many areas we got to talk about where, mm. hey, guys, Brady messed up. I mean, I know there's going to be someone's, oh, you're so sour. Stop doing that. Brady's the best. He is the best, but the best still does make mistakes, and he clearly showed it body language-wise, and he said, oh, what are they doing to beat me? No, it's just me. Bad throws. That's all it is. Twice, bad throws. So Brady knows what he's got to fix. Defensively, they know what they got to fix. It's all on them. It's not the other team. It's simply execution and discipline. And that's one big thing B.A. talked about in his presser. But other than that, I'm good to talk some Buccaneer football, emotional into this. <laughs> but plus, what did you think? Yeah, well said, Mark. Uh, and guys, if you're just joining us, uh, this is Real Bucks Talk. We are live on Bucks Report, also the Pigskin Podcast Network. Be sure to give us that like button, hit it, uh, hit the subscribe as well. We appreciate your support. Uh, and as Mark was saying, yeah, I mean, it was it was Bucks being Bucks, and you saw that early. A lot of mistakes, a lot of mental errors, penalties, uh, turnovers, just things that you know, the Bucks haven't been doing over the last several weeks as they had a win streak going. Uh, they only had one penalty against the Bears, and yesterday they had 11. So, you know, obviously quite the difference. And then, you know, three turnovers, uh, that doesn't help you at all, and it just sets you back. And, uh, you know, just miss, miss opportunities, really, uh, when you look at it from an offensive standpoint. Defensively, same thing. They had chances to get off the field, couldn't do it. Um, so, you look at that and, and the Saints are, you know, a well-coached team. They're not going to beat themselves. They they do a good job of playing situational football. They're a very smart team. They don't, uh, 
oh. you know, take penalties. They don't, they try to limit their turnovers, which they have been doing. Uh, and, you know, they made the plays when they had to, they made big plays and, and got it done. But overall, like I started the show, we're six and two, uh, yeah. still in first place. You're still in a great position. And this team hasn't been healthy all year. And hopefully you can start getting healthy going into the bye week. Uh, so that is definitely, you know, something to look forward to as a lot of people here in the chat are talking about MD appeal, always positive. He's like six and two and the bye week That's what it's about. Um, and, and, you know, Jim, you're right too, as well. I mean, the game was there for us to take it. Uh, and, and like you said, uh, not having Gronk or Antonio Brown batted secondary that, that definitely uh, hurt us for sure. Here's one one more take. Buccaneer Bruce over here said, I'm still very irritated that the defense laid down for Simeon. Mm-hmm. So this is one thing I kind of want to address. A lot of people are blaming Todd Bowles. They're like, oh, t- fire Todd Bowles, piece of crap. How's he going to allow this to happen? It's a backup quarterback. No way in hell they should have done this. Okay, I agree. Backup quarterback, we should not lose to a backup. I mean, we shouldn't have lost to Jameis. Clearly, he didn't even know what the hell he was doing either. He was just running around. And I told you, literally in the first quarter, this dude's going to get hurt. How the hell are you going to try and run in the middle of our defense and Devin White and Levante running around? It's just bound to happen, and it happened. Hopefully, speedy recovery. I know it's season-ending, but, I mean, no one wishes any anything bad on people. I mean, this it was just blatant to me. Like, why would you run in the middle of our defense? It's not smart. But with that said, the defense, it is battered in the secondary. There, there hasn't been much consistency back there. Antoine Winfield comes back, and okay, well, things are looking good. Then there's a flag. There's another flag. Then there's a, a 15-yard penalty because someone's taunting. You can't keep getting – you're beating yourself. That's that's the biggest thing in this show we're going to talk about. You can't do that. You can't give the other team this many opportunities because it's a hard game. If you keep giving second chances, they're going to win. And then one other point, offensively, I know you're saying we're done in by Gronk and Brown being out. Tom Brady said it best. I mean, he was the three turnovers. But the two interceptions, blatant bad throws. Mm-hmm. Fumble, you can't hold on to the ball that long. I mean, blame Worfs if you want, but I mean, you just can't do that. If I'm not going to be a judge one guy, not judge the other guy, this is what we do. We do analysis. Jameis Winston made a lot of bad throws. We, we blatantly said it. Mm. Um, you can't do some of these things. I mean, there were things that were, that were open or you just got to eat it. I mean, the same crap criticism we gave to, to Jameis. Brady's nowhere near that. I know people are going to say, you can't give them the same. Either way, it's just analysis. Take it how you will. Mm. But go ahead. No, you're you're spot on. And I think, you know, the defense, they were just, just missing. Uh, there was a lot of opportunities to get more sacks. Uh, but, you know, that pressure was there. But the quarterback was doing a great job of getting rid of the football at the last second. Our coverage was just not in sync with our pass rush. And and that's been pretty much the theme of this season for the defense. The, uh, you know, the pass rush has been putting on pressure, but the secondary is not making the coverage that needs to take place for us to get the sacks. Or, you know, the, the pass rush is you know, trying to get that huge play and they're letting the quarterback escape um, out of their, out of their grasp. So there's just little inconsistencies there that is taking place. And 
they have to find a way to to clean that up and obviously getting better talent in the in the secondary getting more speed with Carlton Davis and, and Sean Murphy bunting that that should definitely help and and also getting Richard Sherman back you know 100% we didn't even see him play yesterday uh which which makes sense cuz he was you know nursing the hamstring uh, they had, you know, Pierre Desir do the best he could. You know, Jamel Dean, I thought, played pretty well. Then you look at, you know, Ross Cockrell, and obviously he was the one that they went after, you know, quite a bit. Uh, you know, he had a key holding penalty, uh, led up a touchdown as well. So there's just a lot of things that just has to be cleaned up, and it starts up front, but that back end has to be, you know, as one. That Everyone has to work together. Like we say, 11 working as one, that's really been – uh, the thing that just hasn't been there quite yet. Uh, they showed it in flashes, but now it's time to ramp it up and hopefully we can get it more consistent uh, going forward. Yeah, and it's, it's the marriage between the two, not just the offense, the defense, but the defensive line and the secondary, front seven and the secondary. They got to work together. If pass rush is there, secondary's got to hold on just a little bit so they can get there. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's all everything working together. This loss will ignite the fire. Yeah. Yeah. And then penalties hurt in key situations on third down. You are 100% correct, MD Peel. Uh, and then Buccaneer Bruce, he says, Devin White has gotten worse. I mean, in s- some sense, I'm going to say no, just because he's not clearly blatantly in the wrong spot all the time or doing circles in the, in the secondary. <laughs> but uh, based on Devin White, that gives us this opening to, what did Devin White have to say at the end of the game? I, I think this is great talking points. And this is huge from the leader of your defense. Let's move over to Devin White. Oh, it's very frustrating, man, especially when uh, Ty Bull is doing a, a great job, you know, calling great plays. And, you know, we just got to go out there as a unit and execute, man. You got new people out there, but, you know, new people mean new opportunity for people, you know, and we all just got to play with each other and be in sync. So I think that's the most frustrating thing is we had a chance you know to show up and you know as a unit we did you know we let it slip away we let them drive down whether it was on third down or a penalty or something you know whatever the case may be but at the end of the day we take it all together and we, you know we know it got to get fixed you know we got to find a way to fix it but I think the thing is you know uh we understand it is not no finger point so we take full responsibility for our actions so that's the best thing about it yeah I mean he's spot on so you know, a lot of good stuff that he said there and yeah, they, they gotta be better. They have to be more accountable. He understands that. So, and, and Devin white, I, I think a lot of fans feel like, yeah, he's maybe not playing as well because this, the splash plays just haven't taken place yet. Uh, but I agree with Mark. I, th- I think he's still in the right position for the most part. Uh, there could be, you know, at times where he tries to freelance and, and try to make too much of something happen. Uh, and that's just being a young player and still learning as he continues to grow in that spot. Uh, so I would expect Devin to, you know, get better as the weeks go on here and hopefully he can, you know, start making those, those big time plays that you're, you know, used to seeing cause he made so many of them last season and, you know, now's the time to do that. And so we'll just have to see again, you know, Levante David first game back as well. Uh, so he had some rust. It looked like, uh, from what I saw, there's some, you know, just certain things that just need to be cleaned up. And again, all this stuff is correctable. Uh, so that that's definitely a positive, uh, heading into the bye week Yeah, of course, but let's actually 
address this question and then get started talking about the offense. It's actually a good mm -hmm. question. So Jim's back there in the in the comments. He says, sorry, I don't mean to harp on this, but during our eight-game win streak and in the playoff push, our defense was led by our healthy secondary, true, and the magic of our offense came from Gronk and Brown. So I agree Gronk and Brown were pretty legit. I mean, Gronk wasn't there in the Washington game. That was more great. Mm -hmm. but I think I'm going to add this. I don't think it was mainly Gronk and Brown. I think it was our running game. That was going fantastic. Our play action game was going fantastic. And the defense, yes, truly was working well because our healthy secondary. So I fully agree with you on the defensive side. Offensively, I would add the running game to it because every time we run the ball well, we dominate games I mean, easily. So mm. can't get away from that. What do you, you want to add to that? No, I think I think Jim's on the on the right track. Obviously, you know, having a healthy defense in general is gonna, you know, make us better. Uh, getting your your best corner uh, always makes a difference. You know, Carlton can you know lock down one side of the field, and it gives you more versatility to play matchups and, and really versify what you want to do defensively. Uh, then offensively, I, I think it's um, you know it's a combination of things. You know, obviously the offensive line is playing as good as it's ever been, and you know they played great yesterday. I thought when we did run the football, I thought it was for the most part pretty good. Uh, you'd like to see it utilized more, but when you get down, you know, 23, seven, it, it's hard to continue to run the football because you're playing against the clock and you don't have many opportunities as far as possessions. So you, you got to start throwing it and they were very efficient. I mean, you look at Brady, you know, 28 of 40, 375 yards. That's still pretty good. Even with the, you know, bad throws that he talked about, um, that's still a pretty good day. And you look at the run game you had, you know, close to, I don't know what the total of that is, but, you know, pretty, pretty good total there for limited carries, you know, obviously Leonard Fournette 3.3 average could be better. Uh, but Rojo, you know, only three carries had a 4.3 average. So not terrible, uh, could be better, but again, the, the attempts just weren't there. And I don't think we could really run the ball in the second half just because of the way the, the game dictated it. Uh, so yeah, I think it's just a combination of all those things. And obviously Antonio Brown coming back and having Gronk makes your offense just better. But I mean, Tyler Johnson played fantastic. Uh, yeah. I thought he played really well, made big plays, uh, like to see him more utilizing even more than he was yesterday. So got a lot of talent there at the receiver position. Uh, so that, that's a lot of fun. And I thought offensively that the game plan was good. You know, they did a lot of good things offensively just came down to those turnovers that really set them back. I mean, just look, break it down this way. It was a close game, 7-7 seven, seven here. Mm. First quarter, okay. All of a sudden, we have to punt the ball. They punt the ball. We go on a good drive, fumble the ball. Who fumbled that? Tom Brady. They go down, they score. 10-7. Oh, we're going down, and interception. Which faults at Brady. I'm, I'm doing this on purpose, guys, just because he's going to actually come back later in the season Make it all better. It's just funny to hear everyone get pissed off. And it's not Brady's fault. He will take the blame. And sometimes it is. They go back 17 or 16, 7. They just keep capitalizing on our mistakes. If you don't make mistakes, this doesn't happen. Look at that 35 yard drive. Pathetic. 44 yards for a field goal. So you can't keep shortening the field for the other team. End of the half, and then they come back immediately, score a touchdown. So, and we still came back from a 7 23 game. You can't shoot yourself in the foot. That's all it is. I mean, 
No fumbles, no interceptions, no blatant, especially on good drives, and you totally destroy the momentum and the good things that were going on. I don't necessarily think we even needed Gronk or Brown this game. We could have scored at will whenever we wanted to. And I was telling plus, I still feel like we're going to win this game, even when we're down 723. They couldn't move the ball, Simeon. The only time they move the ball is when our penalties happened. Or, so, a, I guess, a taunting call. It was the only thing that kind of moved their offense. So, to me, I'm not totally upset. I see the areas of needing improvement. And, yeah, MDP over here. Darden was pretty flat and couldn't get anything going. Darden did well. I don't know about that. Darden had an end around. I think he was more meaning the punt returns, but yeah, I thought they utilized him well too. Yeah, I, I thought he did some good things. I mean, obviously he was tripping on his feet a little bit, trying to make you know too many cuts at at, at one point. Uh, but you know, overall there's for Guab. Uh, but you know he had a he had a pretty decent game for you know first legit action. Did some good things. Uh, for Guab, much appreciated, man. Uh, thank you uh, for checking in and always. You know, showing the love, much appreciated. Oh, absolutely, thank you as always. Still, I'm missing Hawaii, my my dude. Damn, mm-hmm. jealous. I'm always jealous, living jealous. But uh, MDPO kind of re- repeated saying return game for field position. I agree. I mean, you can't expect the Bears return like the biggest return of the year. Mm-hmm. The Saints saw that they knew they had to shut that down. Their special teams is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And Jim was just go ahead. No, I, yeah, they're great special teams. Again, it's a well-coached team, so they they make you earn, you know, every inch of the field. Uh, and when you have, you know, mistakes like the Bucks did, that that's really gonna mag, you know, magnify and it's gonna hurt you. And obviously, it did. You know, getting down twenty-three-seven, you make it twenty-three-twenty-one, so you know you're back in the game. You eventually take the lead, uh, and then you know defense had their struggles in that last drive, just couldn't get off the field, allow a field goal. Uh, and then, you know, Brady, you think he could score, you know, with a minute 40 left, you're, you're feeling good about your team. You're like, oh, we're going to win. Uh, and, you know, just, again, another bad throw. Had Mike Evans and, you know, threw it to the wrong guy. Yeah, it's still, and it was almost slow motion, the interception too. Like I saw them both crossing. I'm like, there's only one safety over there. Wait, oh no. It's right at it. The second they cross, he, he even waited for the safety to come down. And oof. Yeah. Bad, battle around. But I mean, that's what it was. Overall, the offense looked good. If there's no speed bumps by penalties, or I mean, there was even a holding call by Donovan Smith one that mm-hmm. ruined a, a drive as well. First right. and 20, you can't expect them to get that every time. And then just Fumble turnovers. You can't you can't do that. And it's point blank. And Brady said it best. Bad throws. I cost us the game. And then Sue comes over here saying, no, penalties, no way is it the offense's fault. Our penalties are mishaps in the secondary. We we gotta work together, gotta get healthy and move forward. I love the accountability. I'm not mad. Either way, they're a good coach team, like we said, but mm-hmm. some things need to get fixed. Yeah, and I I forget did did the Saints um did they end up getting a touchdown on the Winfield non interception or did they get a field goal I forget but you know obviously that was a big momentum swing in the game and you know if if Winfield gets that interception they don't score there and and maybe the Bucks do something you know after that after that play so that could be yeah you know, that. 
that's what it came down to. Again, the Saints just capitalized on their opportunities. The Bucks did not. You know, when the Bucks made a good play, it was either it was ruined, you know, afterwards with a turnover or vice versa. So ruined. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know what? Mentioning Antoine Winfield, let's bring this up. Let's, I mean, this, this is the world we live in now. So everyone gets upset about everything. So plus, what do you think about old Winfield over here doing the eating the W's on the side sideline after his interception? Mm-hmm. Is that savage? Is that an a-hole? No, I, I, I didn't think anything of it. I, again, Jameis did it to the Bucks last year in, in our stadium where, you know, they – destroyed us 38 to three and he did that little you know eating the w thing after the game with drew Brees, and i think antoine winfield was just you know responding to that he was doing the same thing as Jameis did to the bucks so i don't have any issue with it uh again everything is overreacted in today's world overhyped so didn't expect anything less people you know freaking out over it yeah i mean i th- it's okay if Jameis does it, but if one of the Bucks players does it, it's up. <laughs> and then yeah. Jameis is celebrating in the in the locker room after the game, jumping yeah. around. I'm still and he, you know, this guy kind of goes to his comments before the game, saying, "Oh, Saints are the what are the powerhouse of the NFC South. We've been, they've been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. You can win all all the games you want in the regular season. Once it gets to the real games, the real season, in the playoffs, let's see what happens." And yeah. To be honest, the trajectory of these two teams, they just lost their starting quarterback, and we're pissed off because we lost to Jameis in, this, in the Saints. So, <laughs> I mean, I know there's probably Jameis fans in here saying, oh, he'll come back. Well, but Good. I hope he does. It's not going to be this year, clearly, but mm-hmm. the, what's going on with this team? I'm not, ups- I'm not upset. I'm yeah, No, I'm upset because I expected better, but we know it's flip- fixable stuff. Yeah. And now it's time to get healthy. Yeah, I think we, we all have expectations. And obviously, you know, being on a win streak that we were on and, you know, there's a lot of good things happening with this team. You, you're feeling good, obviously, coming off a, you know, 38-3 to win. You, you feel like you're definitely a, a better team than the Saints at the moment and probably should have won that game yesterday, but just didn't play, you know, our typical game. There's just way too many mistakes. Uh and when you do that and you don't, you know, force the other team into turnovers or anything of that nature to kind of neutralize that, then it, you know, becomes what it was yesterday. And, uh, but with all that said, I mean, we're still in the game, you know, with one minute and 40 seconds left, could have had a, you had a chance to win it, just didn't capitalize as that was the theme of, of the game. Uh, but now you move on, you go into the bye week this team gets much needed rest. Uh, you can come back and, really uh rejuvenize and and get everything on the right you know place and get your mojo going again and get on a nice win streak here yeah and that's that's a big thing getting healthy I mean, smb hasn't been in the, on the team since week one right uh, and then colton davis goes down on the eagles in the eagles game and we don't even know how long that one's going to be people are asking how long it's going to be let's look at the latest what they say mm-hmm. i think we'll know more when we are back, but Sean and Carlton look like they are making really good progress. Scotty Miller is also. So sounds like even Scotty, I haven't heard his name in questions at all. But if all these guys can come back, A B is a huge one, like Jim 
Melvin was talking about in the chat. If we can get all these guys healthy, Gronk with his back, new new injury probably because he's guarding against the the rib rib cage issue. Yeah, but I mean, getting healthy is the biggest thing. I'm not worried about the one loss to the Saints. You know, like Plus said in the beginning, fourteen and three sounds pretty damn good, mm-hmm. and it's very much possible. So, yeah, healthy. Yeah, no, it's uh, when you look at the big picture, and I think that's what people you know, forget to look at times, especially when you come off a loss, you know, everyone last night were like, Oh, the world's over. This is, you know, it's doom and gloom. This team's <laughs> maybe I was last night, but I didn't put it out on social media. I kept yeah. it into myself. Uh, but you know, it's just like, you know, this team sucks. We're going to, you know, finish six and whatever, and, you know, not make the playoffs. We're going to lose every game from here on out. <laughs> Jameis Winston is the best quarterback to live. He should have been our quarterback to begin with. You know, you have you have fans out there that go to the Bucks games to cheer against the Bucks uh, or season ticket holders because Tom Brady's the quarterback. So it's just it's just wild stuff. Uh, but you know, didn't, didn't expect anything less from uh, from Bucks Nation. Uh, it's a, it's a fun fan base, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you look at this team. They, I would say, minimum. You know, you get 13 wins, you're 13 and four. I think, you know, obviously the ceiling is is 15 and two. They could definitely run the table going into the playoffs. You look at the matchups, they're all favorable, you know, outside of maybe Buffalo. Buffalo probably be the toughest test. Um, But all these games coming up are definitely winnable. We're definitely going to be favored in them. Um, You know, again, things like yesterday could happen again where Bucks beat Bucks. So that's where you could see you know, a few losses here or there, but overall, I, I think we can definitely run, run the table or come close to it. And you're still sitting in a very good position in the NFC. And, you know, the main thing is when your division. So if you can do that, uh, you get a top four seed and, and really that's what it's about. Just getting into that tournament because anything can happen once you're in, as we saw last year, the Bucks were a five seed and, and didn't matter. So they won, they, they still won. Uh, you know, obviously you want the one seed to get the home field advantage, but, uh, you know, I still like, you know, the Bucks as, as one of the top teams, uh, in this league. And, you know, obviously the, the Rams and other teams are trying to, you know, do their best to add reinforcements as they traded for Von Miller today. Uh, the Rams don't care about the draft They're You know, we're just gonna throw away picks. But uh, yeah, it should be fun to watch him and. Uh, yeah, I, I know this is a Bucks podcast, but based on what Plus is saying, Broncos trade star linebacker Von Miller to the Rams for two NFL draft picks. Like he said, they don't like draft picks. I guess. Look how high they were. Mm-hmm. These were a where was it? a second and a third, correct? Yeah, for a second and a third round pick in the 2022 NFL draft. Yeah, for the Super Bowl. That's all you can kind of say. They're playing to host the Super Bowl. In their stadium, like the Bucks did last year, yeah, and they want to. Win it. That's what they're doing. Crazy, mm. crazy, crazy. That's that's shooting for the moon right there. Yeah, speaking of shooting for the moon, I mean, Fukuwap's all in on the moon. Uh, you know, he's he's saying fifteen and two. I love it. Um, making predictions undefeated after the bye week, like last season, definitely could could happen. I mean, I I can see it, and and really. You know, just got to stay healthy. You got to hope this offensive line continues to stay healthy. We had a scare yesterday with Donnie Smith uh, right. going down, so hopefully he's okay. But get the secondary, you know, 
back to 100%, see what this front seven can do as it continues to get healthy and get, you know, better in sync with its coverage. Uh, could, could be a lot of good things coming. Um, and definitely you're going up against opponents that so far this year, the Bucks have really taken advantage of weaker opponents. Um, you know, if they're a weaker opponent, usually we, we dominate and, and get the W. So got a lot of them coming up here to start. So just got to keep it rolling and, and, and do the right things. And I, I am sure Tom is probably never going to have a game like he did yesterday uh, going forward. <laughs> Guy will be motivated. I almost like his responses after a loss because you'll always remember him. He's stone cold faced, pissed off. Belichick <laughs> rubbed, rubbed a little bit onto him because yeah. holy hell, just angry. <laughs> he, <laughs> he didn't get the, the patented quotes and long winded answers like he's done in some of them but right yes I, I, angry Tom is no one to mess with right uh, but I do like that that undefeated after the bye uh projection I mean that'd be insane right mm-hmm. but also one other thing Farouk Wab said should have had like seven sacks but only came away with one I yeah. 100% agree with that that was a big like you're right there how many times you get a, a hand on a body and almost come down with it but again, it comes down to the secondary working with your your front seven, your pass rush. Yeah. You can't allow the short pass. DeSeer was letting it up. Ross Cockrell, same thing. You can't allow that to happen if you're blitzing like that. You got to jump the first read. And that's something we're texting back and forth during the game. It's yeah. If they just stopped it a little bit, we dominate or pick it off. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, I'll get it. Yeah, they will. And, and we, we saw it consistently yesterday. We were getting free rushers in on the quarterback, but like you said, they just weren't covering uh, that short area of the field quick quick enough where the quarterback could dump it off short or you know hold to the last second, throw it downfield, or, or vice versa. So things like that just had to it, – it's, it's got to get cleaned up. Um, either that or you got to just – you know, Todd Bowles got to dial the blitz less, but Todd's not going to do that. He's very aggressive. He's going to come after you. That's just the way he plays. And, you know, our secondary's got to get used to, you know, like you said, jumping that first route, being a little bit more aggressive than they have been so far. I think a lot of them are worried about getting beat deep. Uh, and that's something that, you know, they just have to adjust. If, if we are going to blitz, you know, maybe have safety somewhere, you know, back there so they can help out some of these corners. Uh, so we can jump the routes, you know, when it is short, you know, vice, you know, something like that. They have to do that more often. It's just playing within the system, the scheme yeah. with their, and Devin White said it, Todd Bowles is calling a good game. We just need to execute what he's calling. Yeah, exactly. Mad at the coach, if the defense yeah. is messing up and it's vice versa. If the, if the players aren't doing jack shit mm. or if the coach is calling like a Tampa two on every damn play, it's coach's fault. I mean, that's why we try and give you analysis and a different view from things, but you guys keep fighting us. If we're showing you what's going on. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, we're not always right either. So, Hey, it is what it is. Right. Um, no, I, I'm usually, I mean, I'm usually wrong all the time. So I'll tell you like, I'm, I'm wrong a lot. Uh, a lot of people on this show, they'll, they'll say, you don't know what you're talking about. So yeah, I mean, sarcasm, right? We, we, we gotta, we gotta be better. Um, we all have to be better. I mean, we can all be better analysts. We can all be better players, coaches, et cetera. Um, people, it's, everything can be improved. 
but when you look at this team, the Bucks are very talented. I think that's what people forget yesterday. Like this is a very talented football team. It's a very good team. Uh, so there's really no no room for panic right now. I don't, I don't think you can panic. And Bruce even said that yesterday. He's like, we didn't panic going into halftime. Like we knew we were going to come back in the game, and they did. Uh, just didn't execute down the stretch. And you know those those first half errors came back to bite them in the end. And you know it's a loss. But like I said in the beginning of the show, and guys, if you are in, you know enjoying the show as as it's going on now, we are live. It's Real Bucks Talk, uh, presented by Bucks Report and also the Pigskin Podcast Network. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button as well to help support the channel. Uh, we got a lot of videos out on our YouTube channel. Uh, check out uh, film studies, our you know live streams of the past. Obviously, we're going to try to do some more college football stuff as we get closer to draft season. Uh, so a lot of good things still to come. Uh, but let's uh, continue going as we're here on Real Bucks Talk. Uh, Mark, you know, obviously. Tom didn't have his best game yesterday, but he did still make some really good throws. I mean, that that throw to Mike Evans for the touchdown was spot on money throw. Uh, there's still a lot of good plays. You know, overall, the process for the offense, I thought, was pretty good. Uh, you know, mixing in some play action, screen game. Uh, Chris Godwin is still a beast. I mean, he was all over the place and really took advantage of that matchup that he had against Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I, I thought that was really fun uh, seeing him stiff arm the crap out of him. Just give me your thoughts on just the overall process of the offense. I thought there was a lot of good things. No, offensively, we're a juggernaut. We're going to be doing this to every team. I mean, to be honest, we could have scored 40. In the second half, we probably could have scored 40. Yeah. And it's little dumb things. And it's it's crazy to think that. And it's always going to be the Buccaneers are the ones that are going to beat themselves. It's how it was all through the playoffs. It's, we're a better team this year than we were last year. So, obviously, I'm going to say the Bucks are going to beat the Bucks if someone is to beat us. Mm. I mean, Godwin, Evans, if A.B. and Grant come back, like Jim, Jim Melvin says, or when they come back, you can't cover anyone. You can't – who are you going to cover? It's just Brady picking, in, picking his poison. I mean, Tyler Johnson looked like a damn all-pro in some of these mm. routes. Like his double, double move, crisp, clean. I mean, I get Silver Grayson. Congrats on your one touchdown. Right. Yeah. He I forgot about that. Yeah. He was going to fall when he got it, but awesome. And then the throw to Mike Evans for his big touchdown. Insane. The timing, the, the touch, everything about it was perfect. It's, I mean, it, little thing, or I love the Gio Bernard uh, setup throw. The two tight ends blocking. Gio's wide the hell open. Wide ass open. Forgive me. Patented <laughs> by plus. Things like that. It just, this offense can do whatever the hell they want and they're only going to get better. And games like this, do you need a light of fire underneath Brady's ass anymore? No, <laughs> no. He wants 10, 12 rings. It's not just seven. Seven's not enough. So, yeah. I mean, offensively not worried. I think it's more good. Wake them up even more. And the defense kind of, you could have dominated, but your penalties mess you up. So fix up little things. Yeah, I think it it's just the details. I think that's really that's all that's missing from this team. And obviously getting more uh, attrition back, more reinforcements, uh, getting your defensive players back on, on the field, and hopefully we can stay healthy going forward. So just trying to to bring out some of the positive guys. Uh, I'm not trying to, you know, be all negative and doom and gloom as we, we, we continue to try to be 
you know, showing the light on this show as far as what they're trying to do, how did they do it, why did they do it, you know, stuff like that, answering the questions instead of just saying statements. It's more about finding that process. And, you know, that's what you're going to see on this channel. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people in the chat talking about the defense. Yeah, there was just a lot of mistakes on there. You know, MD, MD Peel talking about, yeah, the offense played well enough. It was just, you know, defense on penalties. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's some good things. Obviously the offense had their turnover. So it was, it was all around the board. I mean, there was mistakes everywhere. Um, I got to yeah. bring this up plus. Yeah, go Tim ahead. Melton, this is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a buck fan since the start in 1976 when I was 19. I'm a little battered. So I'm like a battered spouse of the bucks. Aren't winning by 28 plus for the minute left. I'm convinced they're going to lose. I'm not what you would consider a good fan. That's <laughs> yeah, all. It's all good, uh, Jim. I mean, we all kind of have some type of you know PTSD with this team because we we've been through so much. I mean, we we've seen every kind of loss that you can possibly imagine. Uh, we've seen where the Bucks are up 35-14 and they lose that game in the second half to the Colts uh, by the greatness of Peyton Manning. You know, we we've seen where. You know, Josh Freeman is playing drunk in a game against the Jets and, you know, doesn't know where he's supposed to be. Um, he was late to that game and obviously there was issues. Levante David getting a penalty and they end up winning. So it, it's just a lot of a lot of bad losses over the years. But now we're seeing a lot of good stuff being in six and two. I don't I don't think Bucks fans know what to how to react. I mean, the Bucks were six and two last year. People forget that. Um, so we're still in a great position, first place in the NFC South. And obviously our team, I, I still think hasn't peaked yet. And I think that's what you want to see. Uh, you don't want to peak too early and you want to peak at the right time going into the playoffs. And that's where this team's heading. So I think you just got to enjoy the ride a little bit. Um, we're still going to be, you know, analytical and, and give you that analysis, but I, I think it's good to, you know, sit back and and see the bigger picture as it unfolds. So, Jim, don't don't feel bad. We all have that same kind of mentality. Not same thing. It's just it is crazy to see greatness on display at times. But still, you got to analyze it just like it was any other game. Like, how good is he playing? Yeah, he makes some damn perfect throws, perfect reads. But you got to read the good and the bad. And we're gonna win more than we're gonna lose. Let's put it that way. With mm-hmm. With the decision maker we have, the talent we have on offense and defense, it's just putting it all together. And like Plus said, we're not peaking yet. Let us get healthy end of the season. That's when I want to be firing all cylinders. And I think it, it's very much possible. The offense is right there at the cusp. I'll say that. It is right there. I mean, all healthy guys were unbeatable on offense. But uh, I have a big question for you, Plus. Mm-hmm. Eight plays. Eight yeah. plays, Joe Tryon Schwenka. What is your take on that? Yeah, it's a, it's a little strange. You know, obviously, Coach talked about, you know, they were having a, a limited package for him this week, and JPP they thought was playing well in the game, so just didn't get a lot of action. But, I mean, I would like to see him in there more, especially utilize them like they did in the past, either as a QB spy or, you know, use them as a blitzer, edge rusher, vice versa. Uh, definitely want to see him get more snaps going forward uh, because he has been productive when he is in there, I think, for the most part. 
uh, at least making some type of impact. But I understand you have to play, you know, Shaq and JPP their their snaps. But you know, hopefully they can find more room for him to get on the field, especially like I know Anthony Nelson uh, probably could have done a lot better on that edge contained with the Kamara touchdown. Yeah. I just feel like if Joe Tryon's in that position, he has a way to find his balance and maybe run down Kamara, you know, from getting into the end zone, maybe, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's a little, it's a little confusing uh, to see him in there only for eight snaps. I mean, utilization of players. I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe just because we're not in the lead, we're, we're coming back. We're trying to prevent them from running. So you, do you use Anthony Nelson, bigger runner, big run stopper, better than Joe Tryon Shrinka is? Maybe that's the deciding factor, but still, like his ability to QB spy, maybe Jameis goes out, they don't need him yeah. as much anymore. Right. Some of that. I mean, JPP is the better natural pass rusher right now. I just would like to see him be used in a lot more different formations. I mean, JPP could be pushed inside, put right. all three of those guys in the field, and see what the heck happens. Yeah. Hey, I mean, J- JPP had a great game. I mean, he yeah, had a yeah. lot of, he had a lot of pass uh, deflections, did a lot of good things in the run game, uh, got after the passer, you know, he was making some things happen. Uh, but you know, overall, yeah. Go just ahead. missed a pass deflection too. That would have probably ended the game it would, or would have been fourth and five at the end that last final drive. So, I mean, yeah. he's playing at an extremely high level and that's with his shoulder and his broken finger. So yeah. He is warranted of the positions for that way. But right. what were you saying before I cut you off? No, I was just going to say, and I, I didn't even bring this up, but I know, you know, someone in the chat earlier brought it up and, and that's the tackling. Um, yeah. Definitely needs to be cleaned up. It was not a very good tackling game yesterday. There's a lot of missed tackles, uh, mainly on just, um, what's the running back's name? Mark Ingram. And, yeah. and you know, Kamara broke some tackles as well. Uh, so, Got to be better there. Uh, you would like to see us be better tackling. I think a lot of guys are just trying to do the strip fumbles for whatever reason, and they're letting these guys go by them. So just got to clean that up. And a lot of it's just the little things like we continue to say. Uh, so hopefully that continues to be better going forward. Uh, and and Jim, Jim makes a good point here. He's like, how many of the front seven penalties came because they were trying to cover up for the secondary? Could be right there. I mean they were trying to make some type of bigger play than just trusting their secondary maybe, but a lot of it was just close. I mean, and plus BA talked about how this ref is known for roughing the passer penalties. Um, So, I mean, they knew that going into the game. And something they talked about, he said, during the the game, uh, game plan throughout the whole week, literally this guy is known for this. Don't do this. You're going to hit him, hit him lower, like in the stomach. Don't, get near the head like what the hell happens like repeatedly yeah. and it's discipline like ba said that was the one thing they're gonna work on uh during the bye week discipline one word it ended it was like silence for like 10 seconds after he said that yeah and, and you know what's funny is like and and sue had probably the worst rough in the passer but they didn't call it they didn't call it roughing the passer. Like they picked that one up and that was probably the worst one. Like he just demolished Trevor Simeon and they didn't call that a flag. I just thought that was funny. Like Will Golson like barely runs into the dude. Like he did it on accident and they called that a flag. And 
Um, Devin White, you know, runs in. Obviously, that looks like he hits his helmet, but he didn't. He just swiped and missed, <laughs> and they call that, you know. So it was just funny. I thought, and and Sue's reaction was pr- was priceless. Uh, but <laughs> you know, it was that was probably the worst hit of them all, and they don't they don't call it a flag. I mean, it's that's a buck's life. <laughs> <laughs> we can complain about them, but at the end of the day, they're not going to change the flag. It is what it yeah. is. You kind of have to play within that rule. Yeah. And But some of them, the taunting can't happen. The right. offsides, encroachments can't happen, especially in big situations. You can't say that's the front seven trying to make up for the secondary. You have one job. Just yeah. When it says hike, then you go. You can't. There's a rule. <laughs> Black or white. You don't overstep the rule. So. Yeah. This is a guideline. So it can't be blamed on the secondary. So, I mean, that's front seven's good. Just mm-hmm. do your job and you're, you're going to be where you need to be at the end of the game. Uh, yeah. So- no, I agree. I mean, looks like we got some, you know, some of the fans of the other teams in here. So that's, that's pretty cool. Looks like uh burner here is watching the Giants and the Chiefs. So it's interesting. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Take him. Oh, and can sue over Joe McCoy. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Sue's obviously a more complete player. Uh, McCoy's issue, you know, during his time here, he, he he liked to freelance, and you know, it costs it costs players around him, and that's why you would see McCoy so inconsistently uh, make plays. Um, you know, when he freelanced and it worked, it was a splash play. Uh, when it didn't, you know, big things happened to our defense. Right, before we get. Near the end, plus we got something to talk about. Yes, you on last time. You got to give me your sell, your pitch. Yes, yeah. Grass. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about football, but we got to talk about the balls that count, and that is sure. the balls that you need to make sure are in great shape uh, for your significant other, wife, etc. And that's Manscape, the lawn mower 4.0. Be sure to check out manscaped.com to get you uh, this item because it's amazing. Me and Mark have it. Uh, it's great. It comes with everything you need um, as far as, you know, obviously the trimmer with the light. And it's just a lot, you know, very easy to use. You can use it in the shower. You can use it uh, pretty much wherever. It comes with a travel kit. So it's really great. And uh, if you go to manscaped.com, type in that promo code RealBucksTalk, you get 20% off. And it's just a fantastic product. So be sure to check that out. Manscape is doing great things uh, at their site and you would have your balls looking great. And that's what you want to do uh, all the time. And the ball, do, ball don't lie. That's what yeah. it is. Right. And it, mine don't lie right now. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> let's, keep, let's actually give a quick look over to what's coming up the rest of the season. Yes. So, is it realistic to say that 14 and three? We kind of touched on it earlier, but let's go over it in depth. Washington, yeah, what's going on at quarterback there? Same kind of situation. Defense is great. Can their offense put up with ours? Eh, highly doubtful. The Giants are somewhat in the game against the Chiefs. Yeah, Giants, Giants could be a tough one. They've always given us, you know, some some issues in the past. Obviously, they have a, a very good defense. I think that's something that goes underrated for them. Uh they they find ways to, you know, slow down good offenses. It's just their offense is inconsistent because of the quarterback and their injuries uh continue to hurt them. 
Uh, you look at the Colts, the Colts are playing tough right now. So that could be a good matchup. They just played well against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, lost a close one there. The Falcons could be interesting, but I, I think, you know, obviously we're the better team there. And then the Buffalo matchup, probably going to be a, a really good game. Could be a potential Super Bowl matchup. You never know. Uh, so the Bills have been playing well with Josh Allen. Then the Saints, obviously, that's going to be circled as a rematch and should get our, uh, I think we'll get them back at home here in Tampa. And then you look at the Panthers. Al Trask will play that game, or at least Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert should get in. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he gets in in a lot of these games. You know, you look at obviously the last three weeks there are the Panthers, Jets, and Panthers. You know, those should be wins uh, and should be favorable matchups for the Bucks. So it's a very awesome schedule here for the second half for the Buccaneers. Uh, again, a lot of these teams are around 500 or below 500, uh, and you got to take advantage of those matchups. So really good opportunity for the Bucs to make a run here um, as they get into the playoffs. If I were to give any comments on these games, I would say the only reason why this is worrisome, Monday night football. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, primetime games, night games, I don't know what the hell happens. They just are different unless it becomes the playoffs. But yeah. I just clean it up, fix it. Colts, good defense. Still think we got to pull it out. We already touched on the Bills. This should be a slaughterhouse this next game. Don't count these two guys, the Panthers games. Mm. The two, they're very, obviously their defense started off in crazy. The Jets have a good defense, pass, pass rush ability, which is they can't score. But I'm just more scared of these Panthers defense causing injuries. We don't need that at the end of the season, especially when they they don't have anything to play for and they're just going to be playing for getting better. Yeah, so, yeah that's, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it's week to week league. Uh, we always we always say that, and you know Sunday, anything can happen. Uh, so, yeah, I mean these games have potential to be close, and obviously a lot of these teams are going to try to play their best against us because everyone wants to bring down the champ. Uh, so, it, it's really going to be key for the Buccaneers to really focus on what's important and what's um, you know those little details. That's going to have to become better. You know the discipline. The mental errors have to go away, and this team needs to start playing with their identity and playing good Buccaneer football like they can. And obviously, getting you know certain guys back that's going to help us going forward. Uh, so, I, I'm really excited to see the second half and see what this team can do. And obviously, there's going to be some adjustments made from the coaching and see little wrinkles here and there. I think is something to look forward to and. I haven't talked about this enough, but I, I love what the Bucks are doing in the run game. I, I think they finally figured it out how to run the football the right way uh, and mixing up their schemes, using outside zone, using uh, you know various various run formations. I think is really good. I agree with you. It's it's just staying consistent with it. That's the thing where they didn't really do it. Yeah, because you got down early. A lot of that was self inflicted. So. A lot of this goes together. It's not mm -hmm. like it's one individual's fault. There's a lot of combination. And I love that, like we showed in the beginning, all of them took accountability. It wasn't just one side of the, the team's fault. It wasn't just like a few years back, Jameis throwing all the interceptions. Oh, it's his fault. No, it's the defense shouldn't have allowed 30-something points. So, I mean, it's they both know. They're both taking accountability. No one's pointing fingers. I love that part of what's going on with this team. And, Hey, let's, let's keep growing together and we're going to keep getting 
more wins. Hopefully we can get that undefeated streak after the bye. We'll see. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun ride. Don't be too upset and down. I mean, we're still 6-2, and two, like Plus said, first in the division. And I'm pretty sure we're going to hold that spot all the way to the end of the season. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a great ride to these last nine games that are, are left. Uh, the NFC uh, is a loaded conference. There's a lot of good teams. Obviously, it's top heavy. Uh, so you know the Rams, Packers, all these teams are right there in the mix. The Bucks, Pat, you know, everyone has a great opportunity to uh, you know make a make something happen in these playoffs. So it, it's going to be really fun to see how it all plays out. Uh, but guys. Uh, Thank you uh, for joining us. We appreciate all the comments, uh, all the questions, all the the newcomers. Good to see new people in here. Jim Melvin, I think it's the first time seeing you in here, so that's awesome. Uh, Andrew, always appreciate the $5 super sticker. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, but again, this is Real Bucks Talk. We are live on Bucks Report, the Pigskin Podcast Network. So be sure uh, to hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already. Uh, so I think we're going to wrap it up. Mark, did you have anything else you wanted to say? I just want to show my appreciation for all of you guys. Thank you so much. Like you guys make the show, you guys bring up the comments and your hot takes and what you're feeling. The vibe of the, the team is we're just trying to give our opinion to kind of gel with yours for a better hypothesis of what's going on. I mean, we break it down all the time. We're going to let a film just to help you guys and help ourselves. I mean, just to be better buck fans and understand what's going on with this team. So realistically, like I said, don't worry. Everything's all right. Just relax. They're going to learn from this and only improve. And I cannot wait for the, what that's going to look like. Well, that just thank you guys. Yeah. So again, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I will try to grow my beard. Uh, I'll try to let it grow out. I won't, I won't cut it until, you know, the bucks are in the super bowl. Hopefully, uh, also, it's good to see you, uh, Ruth, in here as well. Ruth, the truth. Be sure to check out her great stuff. She was at the game yesterday, so that's awesome. Uh, really good. Mark starting to play off beard. I doubt it. I don't think he. I don't think he grows facial hair. When he does, uh, he just looks weird. Uh, so weird with his facial hair. So, yeah, I doubt the wife lets him do that. Uh, I tried it for the wife, and then she hated it. So I was like, okay, now. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. All right. With that said, guys, we're going to head on out of here. Uh, much appreciated for all the support. Uh, with that said, until the next one, go Bucks. See you on the next Monday. Go Bucks.